Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Those of my family and friends who have had the tragic experience of seeing me first thing in the morning know that I'm not a morning person. I don't talk in complete sentences usually much before nine o'clock and at least two cups of coffee, although I'll say that's getting to be a greater amount as I get older. If you speak to me that early in the morning, there's a delay in my brain being able to process what you've just said. My brother Travis has learned that if he asks me a question, it may take up to a good full minute before I actually hear and understand the question well enough to answer it. He knows better to wait till the coffee's kicked in. Now, you may laugh, but I know I'm not the only one that has this kind of listening disability. Have you ever played the game, I've Got a Secret? It's the game where you sit in a circle and whisper to the next person, what you just heard whispered in your ear. Now, it's usually something simple, but by the time it gets around the entire circle, more often than not, it's nothing like the original sentence. We don't always listen carefully to all that's being said to us, and we can find ourselves in tricky situations when we don't hear things right. We can end up at the wrong place or show up at the wrong time. We can get offended by what we wrongly think someone said to us. We may end up passing on misinformation based on a news story that we only really half-heartedly listen to. Maybe it's an attention issue. There seems to be a lot of that today. Or maybe we just don't process things correctly, not understanding what's actually being communicated. Or maybe, and I have a feeling this is more the case in this group, our hearing isn't up to snuff, and we won't ask for people to repeat it. So we just try to make sense of it, even if we might get it wrong. There's all sorts of reasons that communication breaks down that we might not listen to and hear things clearly. Now, this is the third week of Advent, and we've been listening to the story of Jesus' birth. We know it, right? I mean, after all, this is probably not the first time we've heard it anyway, right? From the angel who tells Mary about the baby. What's his name again? To the name for the baby, Jesus, Emmanuel, well, which one? To the angels that came to the shepherds, how many of them were there? And what did they say? Where exactly was Mary from anyway? And how did they end up in Bethlehem? Yes, we know every detail of that story, right? Right. Well, here's a cute little video that tells the Christmas story by a group of children in New Zealand at St. Paul's Presbyterian Church. Let's see how well they know the story. All right. So now ask yourself, what parts of that story were actually biblical and which parts were sort of made up or imagined? Do we really know the story well enough to answer that question? Is it even necessary or important to know every little detail, or is just getting the gist of the story enough? Well, only you can answer that one. 
As a pastor, the details are very important to me, but honestly, if you can get the basics of the story and not add anything that's just plain wrong, you're doing better than most. (laughs) The story of the incarnation, of God becoming a human being, being born to a young Jewish girl, engaged to a young Jewish carpenter, has been twisted so much over the years by those who don't really pay attention that it's often like the I've got a secret game. The story people they think the story people think they know has little to do with the actual story and the real story is so beautiful and amazing that to miss out on the truth is to miss out on what God is doing in the world. Now we've been talking about finding our way home and if we don't have the right directions or take the right steps we may end up somewhere we don't want to be. So if we can alleviate our attention deficit and pay attention to the story, listen carefully, then maybe we can find our way home safe and sound. We often have so much going on in our heads, at least I do anyway, and all around us that we can be easily distracted or feel like we can't fit one more thought or detail into our heads. But we can't really listen to or receive this story until we make room room in our lives and room in our hearts and minds to let that story come alive in us. This one story has so much to offer us that to even miss a single bit of it can leave us empty and without the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that the Advent readings remind us are the true gifts of this season of miracles. This story has a lot of parts a lot of different special elements. And we've talked about the wise men who looked up and saw the star, recognized what it meant. And in order for that to happen, they had to turn their focus away from their everyday lives and look around at what God was doing, especially up in the sky. They also had to believe that it was all true. Then they had to decide to leave and follow that star, confident that it would lead them to Jesus. It sounds simple enough, but it all took time, a desire to learn, and a decision to prioritize that journey. See, we forget that it wasn't easy just to pack up and leave your home for what might have been a journey lasting a year or longer. They had to make room in their lives to hear the story, to pay attention to those details, And then be willing to become a part of the story themselves. Aren't we glad they did? Now our passage today tells us Jesus was laid in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now last week we talked about the fact that in many ways there was no room for them. And especially not for Jesus. Not only in the hotel next door, but in the hearts of the people of Bethlehem all around them. They were too focused on what they were doing in their own lives to pay attention to that baby in the manger. We often talk about making room for Jesus in our hearts, but what does that really mean for us? When we receive Jesus and the forgiveness that he offers us by faith, then Jesus comes to live in us. See, if we make room for the story, we open our hearts to receive Christ and we will find a home with Jesus. And as we make room for Jesus, 
we're also making room for other things. We're making room for life because Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Sin and the troubles of this world only try to discourage and destroy us. Jesus came to give us life and peace in the middle of chaos and the struggles of here and now. When we make room for Jesus, we find that in Christ we have life, abundant life, that we are loved, that we matter, and that we belong. We are home. When we make room for Jesus, we also make room to grow. If we're not growing, we're dying. We can't grow if we're not paying attention, if we're not listening to the story of God's love unfolding all around us. Life can be hard. How can we grow or even stand firm in the toughest of situations? Like the wise men, we take the time to look around and see what God is doing in the world and in our lives. And as we do, we open our hearts to the power of the Holy Spirit that's living inside us to help us grow and to sustain us. See, the greatest part of this story is in Christ's name, Emmanuel, God with us. God, first through Jesus and now through the Holy Spirit, is with us all the time in every situation, loving us and giving us the power to overcome anything this world tries to throw at us. So we can bloom and grow in the middle of the storms or in the deserts of life. When we lose our jobs, get that terrible diagnosis, lose someone we love much too soon, watch someone we love succumb to addictions or make the wrong choices, feel like we're not good enough in some way. The power of a tiny baby born to save us all lives within us and we can grow in love all along the way. When we have faith in the story, we make room for miracles to happen. Often Jesus performed great miracles while he walked the earth. However, there were times he was prevented from using his power And those times were only when people lacked faith. It was like faith was the match that helped light the flame. Only believe, he would say over and over. No, I'm not saying that believing something will make it happen. We know it doesn't work that way. But what I am saying is that through our faith, we will see the power of God at work in our lives in ways we wouldn't see if we did not hold this story deep in our hearts. Faith helps us see things from a new perspective in the same way that the wise men knew exactly what they were seeing when the star appeared, even when no one else could understand. When we see the hand of God at work, we'll know exactly what it is and who is doing it. Make room for faith. But how do we make room for the story? Room for Jesus so we can have life, so we can grow and have more faith. Well, let's look at what happens when we make room for everything else. When we open up our hearts, but we don't make room for Jesus. In Matthew 12, 43 to 45, we read, 
When an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place, but it finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings along several other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and live there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. Many of us have given our hearts to Christ at one point in our lives. But we have to remember it's a daily choice. Focusing on the true story of Christmas keeps us getting distracted and allowing all the stuff of Christmas to take over. The cards, the decorations, the gifts, the parties, the food, the activities. See, like those evil spirits in those verse, we can find that those things have filled every aspect of our lives, leaving no room for the real meaning and story of Christmas. And when we do, we can open ourselves to more trouble than we can handle. See, Christ is the story. And as we make room for him and him alone, we will find the hope, peace, joy, and love that we are seeking. We will find our way home as we allow Jesus to make a home in our hearts. But as we know, if the house is full of other stuff, there won't be room for anything else. We have to take that deep look inside and see what is already there. What can we get rid of to make room for the story, to make room for Jesus? Well, this morning I've given you a cloth with stars on it. Think of it as a dusting rag. Reflect on what needs to be dusted from your life to make room for Jesus. This amazing story so that it will take center stage of your life. Maybe a little less rushing around, trying to make a perfect holiday, and just sitting in silence to really hear the story of God's great love for you, for all of us. See, the two verses we read this morning are easy to miss among the vision, the angels, the wise men, and all the other more dramatic parts of the story. But those two verses are the most important part. They tell us about the actual birth of Christ. We can run right past it. And the same is true this time of year. We can get so busy, we miss the best part. Hear the story, see the miracles, and receive all that it means for you. Stop, look, and pay attention to the birth of Christ. The most amazing gift we will ever receive. Then as God's love pours into our hearts, we can let it flow out to those around us. See, even today, we can be part of the story of the love of God in the world. Pay attention to the story. Read it carefully. Know what is truly part of the story and what we've kind of added to it over the years through our own imaginations. Listen to it, then live it. We as the church, as the people of God, have a beautiful, wonderful story to tell. It's a love story. And we are the people of the story. Make room in your heart for the real story of Christmas. And then let that story resound throughout this troubled world until we all make room for Jesus and can truly live in the peace of Christmas. Amen. 
Holy God, we thank you for this beautiful story. We thank you for Jesus and his amazing, miraculous birth. Lord, we know what it means in the future, that he will grow and give his life for us. So we thank you for all of that, Lord. Help us to make room for this magnificent story in our hearts and not just rush on by it this Christmas. Help us to live that story every day. In Jesus' name, amen.